Welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB, and with me as always is Aaron Minogue. Happy Halloween! And joining us again today by virtual soundboard, Jared Levin. I am really a Russian. I come to destroy you. Today we'll be introducing the first in our Halloween double feature, Friday the 13th, 1980. Aaron, have you ever seen this movie before? Hell yeah. Oh, have you seen it a bunch? Did you grow up on it? Oh, yeah. There was a stretch where I watched Friday the 13th every Halloween. Oh, shit. Like you do at Christmas time. Now, I'm surprised because I thought this one might be uh, tough for you because you said in the past that you don't do well with violence in movies. Uh, that you usually tune yeah, out. I think it was pussy. Point Break or something like that. Yeah. So why then this one, which I my impression is that this one was pretty gory. It had some gory kills uh, in it. Gorier than gun violence. So I would say that I started watching scary movies at a very young age. And I probably damaged something about myself. So now I can't watch horror movies anymore, but I could still watch Friday the 13th. And also Friday the 13th is gory, but it's not, I mean, the, the cinematography wasn't great or the special effects. The special effects weren't great. Okay. So just like the movie Psycho, where you're not really seeing, it's so realistic now that it's hard to unsee some of the stuff that they have in movies. Okay. It's. I don't really believe these people are dead. I can watch the knifings. What I have a harder time with with Friday the Thirteenth, which I assume I'm going to have a harder time with when I rewatch it, is the when you're waiting for someone to jump out. Oh, the jump scares. Even when I know I'm, I got a jump scare coming. It gets me every single time. At least in the movie, it gets, it gives you a heads up because the music kicks in uh, and, and, and stuff like this. Oh, right. <laughs> So I am aware sort of of the pop culture sort of moment of Friday the 13th, even if I've never seen any of the movies. This will be my introduction to Friday the 13th. I know about the hockey mask. I know that he goes around killing people with a knife. I unfortunately know the twist ending, and I do know that music. You know what I would say to, like, for me, between Jason, Michael, and Freddy... Because those were like the top three when we were growing up. For sure. Definitely more Jason than the other two. Really? I mean, Freddy's the child molester. So even if I was interested in him, I don't stand a chance. But just like the stature of them, I'd be more pro Jason than Michael Myers. What do you mean pro? Um, Like if I was going to date one. Like you date him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm always looking. So if Murray put on a hockey mask, then it, it's over. No, because I don't know that Murray has the same. You'll see when you watch it. Jason has an air of confidence about him. Oh, he's got the swagger. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not afraid to... He's a man. Okay. He's a real man. <laughs> so he's a man. This is your template for male identity. <laughs> I love it. I mean, Michael Myers is a huge dude. But he's a little withdrawn and introverted, huh? There's something wrong with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not a well-rounded individual like Jason he, yeah, Voorhees. Jason and I, of course, we would have our our moments, but... Well, you got to let him... It's his going out and partying with the boys is going around Camp Crystal Lake and knifing some kids. But he comes back home. 
Oh, yeah. No, I've, there's never been a time where he didn't come home. Yeah. Okay. And Freddy Krueger, as he said, is and just, you're not his type. he washes his dishes. Interesting. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm... No, I'm talking about in our personal life. Oh, I thought you meant he cleans off the knife. He's not one kills. of those guys that doesn't, you know, clean his dishes or any of that. Okay. He's domesticated. Is the knife clean every time it goes into another victim? Because that could be a tell. That's the one stipulation I had. I was like, listen, I don't love that you do this. I'll be <laughs> honest. But I love you. And nobody's perfect. I have my flaws as well. And sometimes I forget to turn the lights off. I throw I throw wet towels on the floor sometimes, you know, so I get it. But I did say absolutely none of our knives. Oh, okay. You know, don't don't ruin this happy home by taking the, our knives out for your extracurricular activities. They can get dull. I mean, you don't have time to keep sharpening right. them. Right. So then I'm slip next time I'm cutting something, it slips and I cut my finger. Oh. Please. Now I'm implicated in a murder. It's so. tragedy. I mean, Jason needs to be thinking about others in the, in these moments. And he's an intellectual, too. He loves to read. He does. What does he read? Well, currently he's rereading George Orwell's 1984. <laughs> wow, he is. So he's kind of like at a senior in high school reading level. Yes, he just finished. He does a lot of rereads, much like our podcast here. Okay. Yes. A lot of oldies book goodies. He just finished Catcher in the Rye. Okay. So he's got an air of nostalgia for him. That's kind of like what our podcast is amounting to. A better time. Yeah. The world was more wholesome. You got to let us know when he gets around to reading Little Women. I'm going to be interested to hear. Oh, Little Women's one of his favorites. Yeah. He loves that one. He, he won't read anything scary. It's too much. It upsets him. He gets up in his head and then he can't sleep. I'll be honest. His mother does interfere in our relationship quite a bit. She and I don't always see eye to eye. So the holidays are difficult. Well, just wait till the kids come and then. And then we're moving. Uh, someplace nice. <laughs> If anything, God forbid, were to happen to Jason, would you consider Mike Myers as your rebound? Yeah, if once I was past being grief-stricken, um, it would definitely have to be Mike Myers. I, c I couldn't deal with the child molester. Murder is one thing. I can see past that. For any of you listeners out there who are single and looking... I could see past murder. <laughs> That's our target demographic is we're very big in the murderer podcast listener <laughs> audience. A lot of guys in prison listen to us. Well, it's, it's, it's who we appeal to most. We can't help that. Well, are you ready to uh, take a look at this trailer for you? It'll be seeing what it was billed as to the movie that you know so well. And for me, this is actually watching a trailer. I have not seen this trailer yet either. Okay, let's do this. Let me see my man. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Who's that? Oh, he looks like he's from the village. Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? He's definitely not anybody I'd be interested in. One. Two. They're showing all the kills. Three. I bet he says that a lot. Ooh, teenage sex. <laughs> My favorite. We weren't doing anything. We were just messing up. Four. 
How are they showing all the kills in the trailer? Five. <laughs> Six. This is a very creepy Sesame Street. What's up with that bitch's hair? How long do we account for it? <laughs> it's like... But that will be enough. Friday, the 13th. It looks like that. Now that's what I call music. Yeah, that is a very bad graphic. Were those most of the kills? A lot of them were, but no, not all of them were. All right. Okay. <laughs> That is a terrible trailer. That's the original trailer? Yeah. Oh, God, that is garbage. That's really surprising that they... I mean, we complain now about movies revealing too much of the movie. I guess it doesn't really tell you the story. It does just kind of lead up to what you think are going to be the kills, which, as you said, maybe they're not all of them. But still, that's... I mean, I guess it's kind of like an old grindhouse sort of movie, which is what they're going for, where it's not about the suspense of who's going to get killed. It's about seeing the actual violence on screen, which I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, and with those movies, too it was like a pretty surefire bet that everybody was getting killed right there was like one maybe two characters that were going to survive but everybody that's here right now is fucking dead everybody at camp crystal lake there we're all gonna die here one or two of you are gonna make it out alive that was another thing that's weird that i didn't see this at all growing up my grandparents lived in crystal lake illinois so oh, wow. yeah, it's a suburb out there. It's a big uh, suburb, northern suburb of Chicago. Yeah, and there was a lake, and they had a house on it, right? So why wouldn't I? Have, maybe it was good that I didn't uh, see it because I could get up in my head, and I wouldn't have gone to camp. Did you ever go to camp? No, I did not ever go to camp. You did go to camp. Uh, they were like church camps. Yeah, a couple. Not so what does that though. what does that look like? Kind of like what I saw with the cabin there. And then the cabins that we'll see in Sleepaway Camp, yeah, they're just kind of like these big wooden structures. Uh, I'm thinking of the one in Saugatuck, Michigan, that we did. And then there was Camp Stronghold. So I guess I think only two. They, they weren't bad. They were kind of kind of fun. Yeah, I think as a kid, I didn't want to go at all. But, um, you know. I was a bit of a pain in the ass. <laughs> I didn't, I never went to camp and I never knew anybody who went to camp either, but you'd watch those shows on Nickelodeon, uh, like salute your shorts uh -huh. or just even other shows. You would see the characters were going to camp and it always looked like something I would have been down to do. 
But I just thought that was just like something for the movies that wasn't really happening in the world. I can see you as being very much like into camp. You're very much uh, gregarious and um, and that sort of thing. I'm much more the the introvert. I'm much more the Mike Myers, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so, minus. All of the bloodthirsty kills. I would have bullied you at camp. Oh, you totally would have bullied me. Are you fucking kidding? No, I would have have had to bully somebody that would have challenged me. Somebody who was also extroverted. That's who I would have bullied. Yeah, okay. I was a pushover, yeah. If I saw somebody bullying you, I would have had your back. I don't think so. I think you're being a little too generous. I think you would have gotten some reps in bullying me, but that's just, that's like scrimmage. It's not their game. Like you were going after the people that really needed it, but you could get some reps. I'll tell you what, if you weren't being bullied necessarily, like on a regular basis, if it was just one of these moments where anybody around is just on the chopping block, Uh but they're not like perpetually being bullied. Um, yeah, of course I would have thrown a couple of digs at you, but it wouldn't have been because of you. It would have just been because somebody else did something funny and I had to top it. Well, okay. So that's what I can comfort myself with is I'm crying myself to sleep in my bottom bunk because no way was I ever going to get a top bunk at camp. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't even have remembered what I said to you. Yeah. That's the, that's the part that stings the most because it's burned into my memory. I'm still yeah. trying to live it down. Um, there's also a Crystal Lake, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those spring, like Springfield and the Simpsons, right? Where there's Crystal Lakes all over the place, which is, it's kind of like a piece of Americana. Maybe that's why they chose it. But growing up, I always thought, oh, Crystal Lake, that's special. That's, that's here. Uh, anything else about um, Friday the 13th? This is our best performing movie thus far. I know we've only done two, but... Uh, it came in number one at the box office, and that's more than you can say for North Shore and, unfortunately, Point Break, which we remember came in at number four opening weekend. Do we remember that? I don't know. I do. <laughs> now I do, too. Yeah. I remember that North Shore came in at number 16. That stung. Okay. Yeah. And now we're at number one. Now we're at number one. We are making a come up. So did you first see this? I mean, obviously on VHS, I'm guessing, because, ni- well, no, yes, 1980 was before Aaron was born, long before. So, oh, thank you for that. I know what the right things to say. It's just not the right things to do. But um, <laughs> uh, so, like, how old would you say you were when you first saw it? Maybe I was, like, seven. Okay, damn. Definitely, I can tell you that definitely by sixth grade, I was watching Friday the 13th. So what are you, 11 or 12 then? And I don't believe that's the first time I watched it. Okay. So you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to sandwich it right in there at like nine. But I had already seen a bunch of scary movies before I started watching. The very first scary movie I saw was Dolls. Oh, that's one that you mentioned. We're going to have to put that on the list. I'm, I'm intrigued by this Dolls. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid, so I'll be really interested to see how bad it is. I'm writing that one down because I I love um, scary dolls. You would have loved my mother's living room. We had in my house a living room and a family room. So the family room is where us common folk hung. Uh And she had this living room that 
for the longest time, it was just her room. Yeah, nobody can go in it, right? You don't sit in it. Yeah. It's just for decoration. The couch, it's the chairs. We had one of those too. Filthy fucking ass out of my room. There were these two French doors on it too. She could. They were glad, like you could see through them, but she could shut the doors. Her stereo was in there, but she had these dolls, and there was a couch in there. Yep, a little organ and just porcelain dolls, just positioned all around the fucking room, like they were, like it was their room. They were cool to be there. They were all hanging out. There was like a porcelain doll baby and a little cradle thing. Like it was, it was pretty intense with dolls. Yeah, that's a perfect murder room. And we had like a couple growing up. They, I would get them for Christmas. And I think I stopped getting porcelain dolls the year after I gave one a bob. Gave one a bob? A bob cut. My mother wasn't too pleased about that because they were pretty expensive. And I was like, oh, I'm going to cut her hair. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, who cares? It's time for a change for her. (laughs) It'll grow back. (laughs) Well, after that, I got uh, my ass beat and no more porcelain dolls. Oh. I didn't really get my ass beat. Okay, good. She wasn't pleased. I would have rather, I would have taken the ass beaten over the, uh, getting told off about it. But I like how you took that frustration and anger and projected it onto me at camp. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, oh, uh, you know what? We didn't get any, any thoughts from Jared. Jared, have you seen this or what are your thoughts on Friday the 13th? I have a pair of red underwear like that, though. And then when I take it off, I look like the Mowgli from the cartoon. I just, I don't even know why we <laughs> asked him. You know, you would think that with all this time, I would make a better soundboard by this point. But here we are. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a good. Oh, this is going to be a good double feature. It's going to be really good. And I can't wait for you guys to see Sleepaway Camp. I love it. It's so much fun. All right, you guys. So let's uh, go watch Friday the 13th. And we'll be back next week with our full review. Uh, In the meantime, if you want to find out more about this show and other shows, head on over to Bandcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Bandcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye.